This podcast is brought to you by our funders, Building Better Homes, Towns and Cities and Puranga Kura Māori Research Centre. E te tī, e te tā, nau mai piki mai ki tēnei i pāho ara ko he whare mō wai. This episode features Supermama Joanne Callagher, who is both a renter and a homeowner. Jo and her partner live with their blended whanau in a rental home that suits their needs, whilst also owning another home that they rent out to others. Jo shares with us why she doesn't live in the house she owns and her journey to home ownership, and she also shares with us what it's like being a landlord in Tamaki Makoto. Tēnā are are taringa mai. Joe, thank you for coming on our podcast and sharing your journey about your housing situation. Um, our podcast is called Here Mōwai and it's basically about trying to get young Māori, young rangatahi into housing and finding out if they know about their pathways into housing or if housing is not what they're trying to do but just trying to find different pathways for them to feel safe and secure in a safe space. So could you please tell us a bit about yourself, introduce yourself? Uh, kia ora hana. Um, ko Joanne Gaga tōku ingoa. Uh, he tātai hakapapa ōku ki Ngāti Whātua, ki Waikato Tainui, uh, ki Airani Hoki. Uh, engari kai takao tōku manua, ko takao tōku ukai pō, ko te aupauri te iwi. Um, I'm Jo. Uh, on... My mum's side, we're from Muri Whenua. Uh, on my stepdad's side, we whakapapa to Ngāti Whātua and Waikato Tainui. And uh, my papa is Irish. He was born in Belfast. Um, at the moment, he kai whakahaere, he kai āwhina me ki, um, ki ngā waiatetui um, at Te Whariwānanga Wairaka Uni Tech in Mount Talbot. Um, I'm a research administrator, research assistant um, at the Māori and Indigenous Research Centre at Unitech. Oh, nice. Uh, could you talk about a bit about how big your family is and how many members you have? I know you wanted to mention about your blended family. Yeah, kapai. So um, I come from a blended family and I am now finding myself raising a blended family also. Uh, so my parents were married and had myself and my younger sister, uh, and then they separated and my mum and my stepdad got together when I was very young and had my next two sisters. Uh, so I grew up with three parents um, and there was never any differences in who's who and who belonged to who or anything like that. Um, I now have three children of my own and my partner has uh, children from a previous relationship 
Um, and like many whānau Māori, we've got whanaunga and cousins and nieces and nephews coming through our home all the time. Um, so big blended whānau is, is pretty uh, prevalent in my life. Yeah, it's such a busy household. Yeah, right, so. Do you want to share what your current housing situation is at the moment? Yeah. Uh, so currently, my whānau, my, my partner and our children, we are living in a rental property in central Auckland. Um, there are five of us that live there full-time. Um, and my mother-in-law also stays with us. She's um, downstairs in the separate part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously we're, we're blended whānau, so we've got our other kids that come and go on weekends and holidays and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you own your own home. Mm-hmm. Could you share a bit about that process and how you, your experience was? Yeah. Um, so a few years ago, my, my partner and I sort of made the decision that we would start exploring um, our options into home ownership. Um, at the time when we started those discussions, it was to buy a house for us to raise our family in. Um, we wanted this to be in Auckland because we already had our kids in um, schools that we like and they like and, and things like that. Um, and so we, we started and we started our, our journey with, um, you know, doing our rangahau and getting advice and things like that and attending open homes and whatnot. Um, and like I said, we, we actually really thought we were buying a house to live in. Um, but we got an opportunity uh, to buy a whare at much lower than market value. Um, so we went ahead and did that. Um, this whare didn't meet our needs, what we needed as a whanau. Uh, the location was wrong, the size of the whare was wrong, all sorts of things. Uh, so then we sort of changed our our view um, and sought more advice and done more research um, about going into purchasing it as, as an investment property. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we own that home and we are renting it out. Could you share about how you even got into home ownership? Like, what was the checklist that you needed? Like, I know you talked about the challenges about using Pākehā names and, like, the checklist of owning a home and what you needed. Could you just share about about that? Yep. Um, So we definitely found that when we first started and, you know, you fill out the contact us form on the bank's website just to sort of see how to start the process, how to get the ball rolling. Um, the online communication via email and the, and the comms and the, all of that over the phone were positive and really fast and really quick. Um, and then after we met with these people for the first time, we felt like things started to slow down. Um, obviously we can't prove this or, or not, but mm-hmm. our feelings towards it were that we have these Pākehā names, so the ball got rolling quite quick. And then when they met 
to young brown people, the attitudes uh, changed, changed a lot. Um, so we had a friend of ours, a Fanonga actually, who was advising us at the time and he started coming along to these hui. We, we found ourselves as, I, I guess, fish out of water. Um, we were in an environment that we hadn't been in. We thought we knew what we wanted and what we were doing, but we didn't. Really, um, really helpful and really important for us to have that sort of third party advice. Mm -hmm. um, as a sort of, I guess, translator in a way, you know, there's the yeah. jargon mm -hmm. that um, a lot of, a lot of people don't understand. Um, and it was, it was just really helpful to have that, th that third party there and have him involved um, to help us deal with some of those barriers and not take them too personally as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so definitely being young and being brown didn't make it any easier um, with any of those financial institutions. Mm -hmm. So how long were you guys saving for? Um, so we had both been saving before we met. Um, my dad passed away in 2016 um, and when he passed away he left his house to myself and my sister. Um, we were really lucky that our dad was really clever, really financially literate. Um, so my dad <laughs> owned his house freehold, he didn't have a mortgage. So when my sister and I inherited that house, um, we owned the whole thing. We, we didn't have anything else to sort out. Um, my dad was very clever, very well organized. So all we had to pay for was the funeral. Everything else was sorted. Um, yeah, so my sister ended up buying me out of uh, the other half of Dad's house. And so now she owns that house and she lives in it. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, I wasn't in a position to buy her out. Uh, had things been different, I, I think we probably would have co-owned it together and yeah. um, or rented it out or, or something like that. Uh, but at the time, that was the best way forward for the both of us. Um, and... So I ended up with a fair bit of money in my bank account. Mm -hmm. um, and that's when we sort of, I sort of started thinking about what, what I was going to do with that. Um, at the time, home ownership wasn't, it was a long term, a very long term goal. Mm -hmm. um, it, it wasn't something that I thought was going to happen anytime soon. Um, but we I started doing some research and just talking to people and things like that and um, decided that having money sitting in the bank was a waste. Um, and if I didn't do something with it, I was just gonna, it was just gonna disappear. There was always gonna be something more important. Yeah, things do come up. The car, the trip, the whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, so if I didn't do anything with it at the time, um, it would have just been a waste. And I guess a lot of my motivation for me to sort it out was that that wasn't what I wanted with my dad's legacy. Um, that was something that he gave to me and I didn't want that to be wasted away. Mm -hmm. uh, so we started researching what we were gonna, what the best investment going forward was gonna be. Um, 
I talked to some advisors, mortgage advisors, financial advisors, things like that. And um, despite having a decent sum away, I was still a single student with a baby um, and I wasn't going to get a mortgage. Um, then when I met my partner, he had a bit of money also and he is a bit older than me and so when we joined forces that looked much better on paper. <laughs> yeah. um, I had the deposit, he had the, the job, um, he had the steady income and so together on paper the application worked much better. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let me get this straight, you co-own a home with your partner mm -hmm. and you don't live in there with your family so you're renting it out and now you're also renting in a separate place with your whanau. Mm -hmm. And so how does it feel to be a landowner? Do you know, how do you manage all of that? <laughs> um, so when we made the decision that we were going to rent the house, you know, rent this property out, um, we also thought long and hard about how we were going to do that and we, we looked at um, realtors and property managers and things like that. Um, and the cut that they take just wasn't going to be worth it for us. It wasn't... Um, it didn't make sense, so we decided that we would manage that ourselves. We also really wanted to, and I know it's only one house in the whole country, but we really wanted to be able to um, provide a fuddy for people that weren't gonna crack a fuddy on the, you know, the open rental market. You know, um, we've got we've got Fano out there that just aren't going to get a look in applying for rental properties. Um, so we wanted to try help um, people that weren't going to get in any other way. Um, so currently our house is um, rented out to a small business that um, provide emergency accommodation or social housing basically, to um, uh, people that are in the corrections system. Um, so we have had a few hui with, with corrections and things like that for um, monitoring and, and whatnot. So I, f I feel that we've made it easier for ourselves by teaming up with another organisation. So we lease it to them. So we f have the security of... Um, knowing that our rent's going to come in each week and we've got the support of this company to help us should anything happen, should anything go wrong, um, should there be any damages and things like that, we've got the support of this external agency who have the relationship with um, these tenants. Um, it works for us mm -hmm. um, and we know that there's a shortage out there and people aren't interested in renting their houses out to social housing agencies or to anyone uh, in the system for that matter. Yeah. Um, so to be able to provide just one house in the scheme of things. Um, what is the house like? Like, Does it have a three bedroom, one bathroom, 
Where is the location? Yep, so we purchased a uh, two-bedroom, one-bathroom in Mount Wellington. Um, and we spent a little bit of time and money doing it up, and we've converted it to a three-bedroom, and we gave it a new kitchen and a new bathroom. Um, there's still more work that could be done to make it better, um, but it, it made sense for us to add the extra bedroom in terms of um, adding value mm -hmm. uh, and also adding accommodation. So what about the house that you stay in now? How many rooms, bathrooms? Uh, the house that we are living in at the moment is three bedrooms and one bathroom upstairs in the main house. And then downstairs attached to the garage, there's another bedroom and toilet down there. Yeah. And that house meets the needs of your whanau at the moment? Um, majority of the time, I would say yes. Um, as a blended whanau, I would say something that we struggle with is justifying having extra bedrooms. Mm. Um, it would be beautiful if all of our kids could have their own bedrooms all the time. But when half of our children are not with us half of the time, uh, at the moment it doesn't make financial sense for us to maintain empty bedrooms. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, our kids share and we just make it work. We just, we just make it work for now. They're all young ages now. They are all young at the moment. Um, you know, so we've got bunk beds and trundler beds and things <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, in an ideal world, we'd have a much bigger house, a much bigger property, um, and would be able to look after all of our kids under the one roof all the time. Both, of, both sets of our parents as well, that would be great. Um, but it's just not where we are at, at the moment. Yeah, so how long do you think you'll keep the property that you own and still rent there? We don't know, we don't have, um, we don't really have all of that figured out. We have lots of wants, we have a big want list. Um, we would love to leave Auckland, we'd love to move out. To where? North. Oh, yeah. Definitely Northland. Um, the further the better. Like, <laughs> north of Kaitaia would be great. Wow, that far north. Yeah, that would, that would be my ideal. Um, Engari no Waikato Takutani. So, that'll take a bit of convincing. <laughs> Is that the reason to get away from family or like how would you manage it with the blended family? Um, that's another big reason why we haven't left. Um, with a blended family it's important that we stay in Auckland so that we're um, reachable uh, to, to all of our kids and their needs and things like that. We've got you know six kids spread across six different schools so um, yeah, leaving Auckland wouldn't make sense right now. Uh, long term, though, that's that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Get out of town. Something smaller and quieter. Yeah, that yeah. would be nice, ideal. It would be ideal. So could you share a bit about your highlights or positives and negatives that you faced while on your housing journey? Yeah. 
I mean, you've achieved your goal with home ownership and you're doing, you're renting out to a, a great purpose, great need. Mm. So that's a highlight. Um, it is a highlight, but it's not the end, you know. There's the start of the journey and we're on the journey. Um, then we've got a long way to go. Um, we've got goals to purchase more whare, um, buy a house to live in. Um, how great would it be to just be living in our house? Oh, I want to paint that wall. I'm going to change the colour. I'm just mm -hmm. going to change it because <laughs> it's mine and I can do that. Um, to give you that freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, do away with things like inspections, um, which, which are hard. It's hard to have someone else come into your space and mark you on, you know, your how you live, your cleanliness, your tidiness, things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, so highlight would definitely be obviously purchasing a house. Um, purchasing a house in Auckland at a young age is absolutely a highlight. Um, just, we're just grateful that we are in positions that we can provide a, a roof over our heads, um, a whare for our kids, um, and a whare for our whānau, you know, should anyone else need anywhere to be or anywhere to stay, we've got that, we're, we're, we're grateful that we're ho uh, we're, we've got a home. What do you think the needs of your family need in a whare? Or is the space is not as important, more so just having a secure, safe space? I think the greatest need is a secure and safe space. Um, and secure as in not, not just the, the physical things, but... Not just the physical things. Yeah, secure as in not just the physical things like locks, but, um, you know, with the home ownership, there's the security of we have a house. Mm -hmm. um, with, with renting... It's not as secure. It's not forever. It can't be. It's it's somebody else's property. Yeah, the leases are about up to one year. Yeah. So you have to renew every year. Yeah. Does that cause like anxiety and stress for you? All the time. You know, we we just want some um, longevity, stability, security. Um. So that would be yeah, that that would be amazing to live in our own home and, and have that security. Um, so are you happy now? Now that you own a home, you've made it in society, <laughs> you're young, you're female, you're wahine Māori, so. Um, am I happy? Yes. Am I grateful? Yes. Am I done? No. That's great. Um, yeah, we haven't achieved all there is to be achieved. Um, we could do more, we will do more, um, who knows, and especially with the way things are at the moment, the current climate and um, the housing market, it wouldn't make sense for us to sell it anytime soon. Mm -hmm. um, I'm comfortable knowing that our, our money's safe, you know, leaving it sitting in the bank is not safe. Mm. Um, 
owning our own home and living in our own home um, would bring much more fulfillment, I feel, um, than, than the situation that we're currently in. Yeah. So the next house would be your forever home? I don't think so. Our kids are so young. Um, forever's a long time. <laughs> you know, um, the next house might not be our forever home and the next one after that might not be our forever home. Um, as our whanau um, grow and get older and um, our, our whanau come and go, our needs will change. Um, so I don't think our forever home is in the near future. Yeah. I think yeah, it's a long-term thing. Yeah. Do you have any tricks or advice, tips for young rangatahi trying to get into the housing market? How would you, what tips would you give them? Um, sounds cliche, but do your research. Um, and not just through, you know, one stream. You need to 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 gather differing kōrero uh, to, to be able to understand what you really want. When we went into it, we thought we knew what we wanted, um, but that's completely changed since then, and it continues to change and evolve. Our wants and needs continue to change and evolve. Um, talk to your whānau that are in home ownership. You, home ownership isn't for everyone. Some people might not even want to buy a house. They might not want the responsibility yes. of maintenance <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, so do your research and really figure out what it is you really want. Is it home ownership um, for investment or for your whanau or to live in or to meet your own accommodation needs or... Um, why are you buying a house? That, that, that's something I probably should have answered at the beginning of my journey. Mm -hmm. um, what I thought I wanted and what we've ended up with are very different. Yeah. yeah. That's great. That's a great point of view. Um, what is your vision for young rangatahi in Tamaki Makaurau and in the wider region? Um, I hope that... Rangatahi Māori are able to access all of the um, knowledge that's needed to navigate the housing space. I, I hope that Rangatahi Māori um, can f have ways and spaces of um, deciphering this kōrero Mm -hmm. um, in the housing space, it's not it's not all easy. It's not all simple. Um, sometimes it can be very complicated. Um, so I I hope that that rangatahi Māori can can find a way to to navigate the space uh, in a way that works for them. Yes, because it's quite overwhelming and intimidating to even try get into this mindset of trying to own a home and yeah. it's such a it's a long process. It is. And so, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a long process. Um, be clear on your goals, but um, 
be open-minded to where the journey might take you. Yeah, yeah. that's a great corridor. Um Do you have any other advice for anyone that might be listening, for other young rangitaki, just in general? Be responsible with your money when you're young. <laughs> Don't tick up the car when you're 18. Um, it's not going to be helpful later. Um, when you get your first phone on a plan, pay it on time <laughs> every month. Um, it's those little things that you don't think about that end up mattering later down the track. Um, there's lots of corridor available to us now and accessible with, with podcasts and, and um, social media and, and things like that. So I think it's um, important to keep an open mind when you're listening to that stuff. Key resources that you've used? Yeah, there was, there was a lot, um, but one that really sticks out for me was a, a friend of ours who was also a whanaunga of, of my partner's, and he was, um, I would say, pivotal in our journey. Um, his advice and support was um, second to none. Um, without him, uh, we wouldn't have been able to do any of the stuff that we've done. Mm -hmm. um, he was knowledgeable and humble. He never made us feel dumb. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, um, there, there was other support and um, advice out there, but they just, it was given to us in a way uh, that made us feel small. Um, but this, this guy in particular... Um, he really supported us. Um, it was quite, it was hand-holding. Mm. Um, and yeah, so without him. So find a po, find find that support that's um, going to help you in a way that you can digest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you again, Joe, for coming on our show here, Whare Mōwai. Um, it's really lovely to have you and hear about your journey. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Just a disclaimer from us. We are no housing experts. However, we are passionate about supporting rangatahi to secure safe, adequate and healthy homes.